Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Screen Heroes on the Heroes Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of Screen Heroes. My name is Ray. I am one of your weekly hosts, and I'm joined by my other two weekly hosts, Ryan. Hello. And Derek. Hi. How are you guys? Good. Good. How are you? Doing all right. Good. Excited to talk uh, H2O Waterboy. H2O Waterboy. <laughs> well, Happy New Year to most people. It's almost New Year's. So Is it? By the time this episode comes out, yeah. Oh, it's not close to New Year's right now. So Not right now, no. But the episode comes out on the 28th of December. So. Oh, future people. Happy New Year. Hello so, from the past. <laughs> <laughs> they are being a little weird about this because we are recording on December 18th. We're doing this for a couple different reasons. One, we got to see the movie this previous Saturday at the Amazon Prime special showing uh, on the 15th. It was a lot of fun. And uh, we are also going to, uh, we, we're going to do this early anyway, because we would have been recording on Christmas. And, you know, we decided to give ourselves that day off. The whole rest of the United States does, so why not us too? Yeah, so basically it means there's no live stream for this one. So mm-hmm. if you missed it, you didn't. It didn't happen. And we're taking next week off. Yes. So. Yes. That means no news tonight because we can't predict the future. It also... Should we make up our own news? No. <laughs> the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer still hasn't dropped. Oh, God. <laughs> Classic Derek. So topical. Uh, it also means no box office information about this movie. We don't have a comparable uh, well, number yet. Both of you people that care about that, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, now. There's ones of us, okay? That's right. Uh, but we, we, well, we do know that it made a little over $3 million on this special showing, which is only relevant because, uh, sadly, that's about half as much as Mortal Engines made on its full opening weekend, which really bums me out. <laughs> so, yeah, that's upsetting. Yeah. Anyway, um, so starting on the new year, our podcast is going to be dropping on Fridays. Our Twitch stream will still be Tuesday evening. We're not switching that up. However, the podcast will be Friday now instead of Thursday. So adjust your schedules accordingly. We know you're all very invested in this. <laughs> we right. are. So yeah, it starts January 11th. Mm-hmm. We're taking you know next week off, like we mentioned, and we'll be coming back in the new year for our 2019 predictions, 2018 look back episode. Yeah. Fun, fun. Fun, fun. All right. So let's start. Let's talk about we Aquaman. Did a, we did a quick take on this one if you haven't looked at that go check it out it's not on youtube i don't think maybe it is is it no okay i actually did not put this one on youtube it's only on facebook and twitter facebook exclusive facebook and twitter it's on facebook Facebook and twitter Twitter exclusive so quick facebook twitter and slack exclusive (laughs) it's a timed exclusive Uh, no, so Quick Movie Takes is our short-form, spoiler-free web series that we do uh, around the release of new films. And they're short. They're only a couple of minutes. I think this one uh, was like 240 or something like that. Actually, this one is on YouTube. It's Spider-Man that's not. Oh, okay. um, Spider-Man was shorter, so I could put it straight on Twitter. But um, there we give our spoiler-free thoughts on the film. So this is your spoiler warning for this episode. If you want our spoiler-free quick take, you can go check that out. At Heroes Podcasts on Facebook or at Screen Heroes Pod on Twitter. Exclusively. Exclusively. From the Heroes Podcast now. That's right. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Rachel, anyway. I didn't no, you guys are good. What movie because is this? <laughs> we're talking about Aquaman. That's enough of Screen Heroes changes and information. Uh, so let's talk Aquaman. Let's do it. What'd you guys think? I had a really good time. Yeah. In the movie, you know, I, I enjoyed it. It was a positive experience overall. It definitely doesn't have the uh, 
the dark grittiness I think that people are expecting from the DC universe, the worlds of DC, DCEU, whatever they're calling it. Um, Ryan? I mean, we're going to get into a lot of details. So yeah, I, don't know how far I mean, it's, it was better than a lot of the other DC movies. Not a lot. About half. Well, there's only five. This is the sixth one, right? Yeah, so, about yeah. half is better than I would say. And I mean, it wasn't certainly wasn't bad, but there was definitely some things that I didn't really love about it. But it was fun. I enjoyed myself at the theater, which is yeah. better than a lot of other movies I saw this year. So, <laughs> um, you know, no sleeping on this one. That's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Um, yeah, I, I found some of the visuals really beautiful, especially underwater. Um, I think everybody did. I don't yeah. think that's a point that anybody would contend with you on. Um, and I felt that it, on a personal level, the the underwater scenes, especially in Atlantis, um, and the score with it, the soundtrack with it, was very Daft Punk-esque. It just reminded me of Tron, which immediately gives me nice warm fuzzies because I love Tron, and I felt like this was, it was very much underwater Tron. I can appreciate that. Bioluminescence is a real thing, and it's a lot of fun, and it's something that uh, fish more than any other species possess it's like fish and fungus and that's it so the fact that they incorporated those beautiful neon colors down below is pretty fantastic it was a huge spectacle my issue overall because it it does have the fun feeling it's just i think all these movies are refusing to look deeper and it makes me miss the days of uh, Dark Knight and Iron Man, Winter Soldier. Like, it, we've seen origin movies go deeper and talk about, you know. Those are both sequels that you mentioned. Yeah. Iron Man. Oh, okay. Iron Man. Uh, yeah, Dark Knight and, and, yeah. and yeah. Winter Soldier are both sequels, though. So they are. On an origin movie, it's not quite as easy. Iron Man was kind of a, you know, magic. Yeah, Iron Man was true. special. Yeah. Usually a movie that doesn't have its script finished doesn't turn out very well. Right. Let alone one of the best. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess this was a very superficial movie. And that works for Aquaman because so far everything he's had before him has kind of sucked. You know, nobody's really portrayed Aquaman in such a badass way, but it's just the cart, the Justice League cartoon. Yeah. That was a different Aquaman. Anyway. He was also only in two episodes. That's you fair. Know, he's not part of the cast. Yeah, I agree that it was shallow. I think part of that is their lead actor, Jason Momoa. Wonderful. I loved mm-hmm. him actually oh, quite a bit in this movie, and more in the role than I thought I would. But I don't know that he has a super deep capability for acting, and he they kind of leaned on his normal shtick, and you know that it worked you know but yeah i think part of that i don't think he could have done a much deeper story maybe in the future when he's got some more movies under his belt but and to your point derek about tron feelings that brings up i didn't want to get into this early but you already brought it up so might as well start in on it i think that they relied on nostalgia feelings for a lot of things that didn't actually improve the movie but they wanted people to feel like it made it better does that make sense like your feelings that you got from tron there was a lot of scenes where you would watch, and I was like, I've seen this before. Uh, okay. At least for me. It's the yeah. only one that I really truly remember clearly is the scene where Black Manta is putting together a suit. And, like, That's the, very it's, Iron Man. It was, it was almost, yeah, you could have put them side by side, and it was probably extremely similar. We're like throwing things out and like blast through the thing. It was so Iron Man-y. Yeah. Which is fine. Oh. It worked, but like... They, I have other problems with that scene. But. Well, the Thomas Curry and Atlanta storyline is very um, romantic dramedy kind of thing. You know, yeah. we've seen that in Tro- every Nicholas Sparks. Yeah. Um, I have a small nitpicky thing. Why in the hell would Thomas Curry put a bandage on top of her suit? Like, you don't put a bandage on top of your clothes. That's not well, going to do anything. I mean, I think we know why. The why is otherwise he'd have to undress her. Can. And then we'd no, be no, no. There was already a hole. You cut the hole bigger and put the bandage on the cut there. I mean, he's just a lighthouse This is a technology. Maybe he couldn't cut it. Ooh. There you go. <laughs> you have to withstand the forces of being underwater. Either way. I'm good with that. <laughs> it's not going to help her. Like, that bandage um, didn't help. Well, no, that's I mean, not the only, like... 
ridiculous. No, thing it's not. Movie, but but I, I, I'm I took a medical as, professional. Like I know what's gonna help a woo. I took him as a, he's just a light lighthouse keeper. He probably barely knows enough first aid to not die. Yeah. You know, right? Um, but I I think for me it just felt like a very by the numbers origin story, mm-hmm. right? It didn't and really do anything special. It didn't it didn't click to me specifics. Like I didn't think Iron Man. Looking back on it, I totally see it now, right? But there were other felt... spots. I think if you went and saw it with that mindset where you yeah. were like, I'm going to look for things that remind me of other movies. There's a lot of Indiana Jones, clearly. Yes. Um, and these are I all... I saw that. It was yeah. a lot of Little Mermaid. Like, there's a lot of things that are like... That are made specifically to make you go, oh, this reminds me of something yeah. I love. And then you come out going, I loved that. But you didn't really love that. You loved what you originally loved, and in this, it worked for you. And, and you know, those I'm not yes. angry at that approach to it. James Wan has never done a superhero film. He's really only known for horror. And honestly, it it was still a cohesive picture. Sure, unlike I enjoyed it. Um, Justice League and Suicide Squad, which are you know the biggest hot messes of the DCEU. So it, at least there's that. At least there's cohesion. And it was beautiful to look at, and in the end, I mean, that's better than what we've seen before from the same company. So, I I think yeah. it, King it, Arthur was another one, by the way. That yeah. Oh, absolutely. Pretty heavily. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the, the whole like the trident is the, you have to pull the well, trident from the hands of every other person Arthur. has died or something like that. You know what I mean? His like, name is on. Arthur. Like, like I get on. that, but it's a little on the nose for me, I guess. I, I guess I always thought that that was just part of the character, not necessarily just this film. So I sure, I don't know so, a lot about Aquaman outside of this film. I know that once he got his hand chopped off, the, he had a water tornado for a hand, which is pretty cool. He had a water cool. tornado like, and he had a giant hook. Um, yeah. He's kind of like the once in a future king, right? That's kind of what the character is in a nutshell. And that's the title of a King Arthur book. So I always just assumed those went hand in hand. So you can't really, if you escape it, you're ignoring who the character is. That's all. Okay. So, I think that they've done a lot of but, weirder things in other movies to, <laughs> that, that have been a good way of giving the character whatever MacGuffin you need to give them um, that weren't weren't necessarily comic accurate, and it worked. Like they could have done something different. It I, like I, I'm not saying I didn't sure. enjoy it, but it just there was there's always alternatives. So many reminiscent things that were designed. I feel like to make you go feel good about this. Yeah, I mean, there's so many new ideas out there. All of us are just basically walking, talking references to yeah. movies ourselves. So it it makes sense obviously james wan is a movie fan he is a cinephile and that came through in the movie for sure i just think he leaned on it a little too much and that's possible i guess i I just barely noticed it like i noticed the indiana jones portion of it but you know like i said i think if you went and watched it again having thought having us put that thought in your mind you would probably pick up more i mean that's possible um i actually was i think it's it might be because i was actually bothered by the mantis scene you guys are talking about rather than like thinking about so iron my man. girlfriend so i'm interested to see if uh it's the same reason so it works in iron man because tony stark is one of the most intelligent people on the planet especially as it pertains to technology right and he's using his own technology to build something else with it so there's a there's some level of you know suspending belief type thing but in this he case he had a box of scraps in a cave and okay. yeah, <laughs> right, got it. right. but like you know tony stark he is tony stark right but in this case like he um manta is a pirate very good pirate yeah. very intelligent he strong, had some gear when he showed pirate. up yeah. so who knows you know yeah, he's like, probably these are these are top tier guys making yeah. and right. using some weapons but they don't right. explain that at all but so. yeah none of that's really touched on and then he's not handed human technology his yeah. own technology this is this is essentially alien technology yeah right like sure it's From from earth purposes. but it's alien and instead technology. of him just putting it on which is what i would do <laughs> He decides to go and painted. mod it up. He's like, like, I can do it better, which, I mean. Was it better, though? Because it was just huge and bulky. No, 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 I'm, not, I'm, like, I'm saying that was his thought process. Right. right. His thought process was, here's alien technology that's clearly way advanced. I can do it better. Now, maybe that's part of his character building to show that he's too cocky. He's too confident in himself. And that ends up being his own undoing. Maybe that's the point. See, but it just was not believable. I loved that the suit ended up malfunctioning, that it was kind of his downfall, because it was his first test run of the whole thing. So the fact that he, you know, took some hits and couldn't really get back up, that made sense to me. So at least the hubris was counteracted by, like, a literal fall off a cliff. But he shouldn't yeah. have even been able to make it in the first place. That's, that's my problem. Thing. And that's the same problem uh, that was presented to me afterwards. 
I, I did like go, okay, I guess he knows how to work with stuff, but it didn't really, I didn't think about it. And then after the movie, she brought it up to me and said, that was kind of weird that he just knew how to do this with this random technology. And I was like, yeah, I guess now that you mentioned it, that is weird. Because like, when you think about it, like, in the it's... comic books, is he like a super tech genius guy? I don't know. I don't know enough about like, him. To... I mean, so Aquaman's never been one of my favorite characters. Okay. You know, it's nothing personal against the character, right? So I, I don't know as much about Manta. The problem is, though, when you're going to do what's essentially an origin movie, right? I mean, we've seen him already. We've seen Aquaman already, but this is really his origin story. We don't know Manta. We're introduced to him as a pirate with, who's you know learning under his father yeah. and who are clearly... Did he make all his suits? Like, we don't know. We have all no that idea. technology, yeah. Right? We, we really don't know. And so I need something, right? Where Iron Man succeeds is we're told who Tony Stark is and like in a very quick, easy way that... We get, and then we move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for Manta, we don't. I feel like that had to have been... So, there's no way James Wan just went through this whole movie going, okay, we don't need at all to explain that this guy knows how to work with tech, so we're just going to do it. I, like That had to be something that got cut. I mean, it's possible. Part of me also thinks they, they just needed to get him the technology, and having one set of armor that looks drastically different from everybody else just made for him would be weird. I mean, the way I thought about it was that that technology was designed for underwater, and he's using it on land, so like they, it was powered by water or whatever. So he needed like tanks of water to be able to power the technology. So he had to modify it to make it so that he could use it on land and, all the time. I mean, in, maybe in, I don't know. He that's has made his suit before. I've seen that. Like I know that that's a thing that happens. It's just never been so far removed from the Atlantean life. You know what I mean? Like this was straight up the dude met like he's just handed this suit he's never touched atlantean weaponry right that fire like the time he tests that gun is the first time he's ever touched atlantean weapons yeah in this universe right and that's the problem for me i think but so that's why i didn't get that vibe from iron man because i was more of like well this is way too convenient because but then you just compared it to iron man so because you did oh okay because you did so i'm, I'm just drawing i didn't know if in your head right? you were like thinking that no it just it was just way too easy for me because it's it's being juxtaposed with Arthur and Mira in the desert, right? Trying to find the uh, the trident. And so I'm like, well, they're gone for like, what? Three days? Four days? Who knows? It doesn't really... Right? Say. It doesn't really say, but it can't Yeah, be... the passage of time is not clear And the travel. But yeah, it, it travels Since weird. they're tracking her, though, it couldn't mm-hmm. be that long, right? It's not like the Atlanteans are going to take a month to catch her, right? That's not what it is. It's got to be a couple of days. So you're telling me that Manta is gets alien technology and basically is able to... Build two helmets because he builds that first helmet. <laughs> right. It explodes the first time he shoots it. And so he decides to... He reverse engineers the entire thing in a matter of days. Just doesn't seem realistic. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about realism in a movie that essentially has a kraken in it so let's you know like and dinosaurs so i mean you know you have to kind of take that with a grain of salt i suppose but spoiler there are dinosaurs in this film we already did our spoiler warning i know okay um but there has to be some semblance of reality and that was on the realistic side of the movie and it didn't land for me yeah that was supposed to be like the grounded character basically Yeah. yeah Um, which is a shame because the character is really interesting. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. I actually thought both the villains were were pretty decent in this movie. Agreed. Yeah. Which like that's something it has over Marvel movies because a lot of the Marvel movies the villains are dead at the end and they weren't that great to begin with. So this one they're both still alive and Yeah, I mean, something could be said for that DC has kept most of its villains alive. So that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> you can always bring them back and do them, you know, even better the next time. But I thought these two were pretty good too. Um one of the biggest issues I had with the movie was they di- I felt like they didn't know how to handle underwater. What do you mean? So everything looked weird to me when it was underwater. Like, it looked like people's heads were, were CGI'd onto their bodies. And it was constantly bothersome for me. Maybe really? it wasn't a problem for everybody else. I didn't think they nailed, like... When it's, like, vast landscapes and you see, you know animals and stuff that's cool but then when it was people talking some people had like a weird bubbly effect like uh willem dafoe when he first started talking he had like um almost like muffled like underwater sound but then nobody else had that hmm. and i don't know i feel like that they just weren't sure that an underwater superhero is tough they also put him on land a lot for a character named Aquaman. He was on land for probably half the movie or more. Well, that's part of the point, though, right? Is that he doesn't want to be down there. Sure. Okay, but then why so, do they decide, that him and Mera decide that they need to take a boat to wherever they were going? Why were they on a boat? They can swim faster than, like, rockets. 
Well, I assumed that the idea was to avoid the, the creatures in the trench that they got attacked by. They got attacked by them anyway. Like, what What difference did it end up making? Oh, you mean the boat The boat they took after the Manson? Yeah. Thing? Well, because he was unconscious and, like, dying, remember? Okay, but she could have just, like, you know, jetted them away. It's water. He's buoyant. <laughs> I mean, she heals him up, though. Remember, like, he's bandaged up saying, and everything like that? It's, so, like, that seems fine to me. But water should heal him. He's Aquaman. Like, what's... Water doesn't heal them. Maybe it should make him accelerate healing. I don't know. I'm not writing the character. I'm just saying, <laughs> well, it seemed a little weird. You have a character named Aquaman, and then they take boats in multiple times in the movie. I, that's the only boat I can remember in the movie after he's knocked out and she has to lug him around. Okay. Well, I I, there, I know there was the scene with the trench. That's the same boat. boat. Okay, same boat. Still yeah. two separate scenes. So well, they're one after the other, though. But they could have gotten there in like two seconds if they just swam. I mean, I, if he wasn't injured and unconscious. Okay. Yeah. Well, so he had so much time to get better on this boat. I mean, you just want to rewrite the end of the fight, though, is the problem. Yeah, so I do. Okay, but that wasn't how the fight went. The whole Whatever. point is that Manta can really hurt him. You know, yeah, otherwise, so can a grenade. Not... Like we don't, we get it. Big explosions hurt Aquaman. No, the grenade didn't really do anything. It knocked him down and like knocked him out for a few seconds. But he didn't have any scarring or or bleeding or anything where he did against Manta. No, but neither did Luke Cage when he got shotgun to the face. He didn't right. have any scarring or bleeding, but he was unconscious for day. I'm just saying. Rachel is is waiting for us to stop so she can say something. Oh my god, it's been so long, guys. <laughs> like, well, we usually don't let you talk, so I guess I, I guess this time, if I you know. have an opinion, you it's can say so something. It's so crazy. I I don't even know what to say. Like, <laughs> you guys just kind of went for the stuff that you disliked. <laughs> Sorry, no, go go ahead, go ahead. No, I I literally have no idea what to say. I have no opinion other than what I've already stated about the Atlantean armor. Okay. So you have anything else you'd like to say about the movie? I mean... <laughs> what do you think of the costumes in general? So the costumes are pretty fantastic. I it's It was hard to reconcile at first because they are incredibly brightly colored. And that is not DC's go-to. You know, so far the, the brightest colored character has been Harley Quinn. Everybody else has been very dark... Sepia tone. Even hers was like muted because exactly. of the filter. Or, yeah. Exactly. So this was like everybody got turned on neon or something. So did you, like, you guys get Thor Ragnarok vibes from that at all? No. I got I got a lot of Thor Ragnarok no. vibes. The color palette, yeah. and I realized that they were probably filming maybe not the same time, but probably pretty close to not enough time to where they could have watched Thor Ragnarok and gone, "This is what we should be doing." I don't think they stole it or anything, but I got a lot of vibes in the color palette they were using. I didn't get okay. that personally. Um, Ragnarok feels much more eighties than Aquaman does. I got a lot of like so. Okay, I think I it might just be me. Early two thousands for me. Like uh, I could imagine this movie coming out around the same time as Spider Man. That's interesting. I, mean, I, I wonder if that's just because Willem Dafoe's involved. <laughs> yeah, like, right, that's if that's mean. what's messing with me. Also, his um, aging technology not good. Not as good as Marvel. They don't have it down that good. I didn't see any problems with it. Okay. I didn't. I didn't notice any problems. It with just. It. I don't know. It just wasn't. I wasn't really buying it when he was, you know, the younger version of himself. Or one of them seemed Let off to me. Yeah. I seriously thought they both looked fine. Okay. At this point, apparently, I'm just seeing so, all kinds of stuff that you I'm have not no sure. idea about. Maybe it's because I'm not used to watching a movie from like a 30 degree angle. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that's what it is. I knew he was going to complain about that. No, I, I honestly, I really didn't notice any de-aging issues with Defoe at all. Okay. Um, Did you notice the issue that somehow uh, Black Manta's no- normal knife can't pierce his skin, but then his knife that his grandfather gave him or whatever can pierce Aquaman? That's not what happened. Isn't that what happened? No. I feel like yeah. I, so, I missed something. So he stabs... He stabs Arthur with the Atlantean sword uh-huh. and then digs his own knife into the Oh, same okay. I, that makes it feel, me feel a little bit better about yeah, it. I that's, thought that's, it was a little weird. That's what happened. So, <laughs> when it happened, I was like, how did he just stab him with a regular knife when before he couldn't even like come close to hurting him? No. Okay, well, that makes me feel a little better at least. Yeah. It um, did seem like everybody in the movie was having a good time. I really liked Mira and Aquaman's chemistry. Right? They, they had, had to, really I didn't like her good. wig. It never really felt normal to me, but the chemistry that was really color good. red for some reason didn't come off 
well with her skin tone. I wish they would have gone more orange, to be honest, and less Christmas. Something more natural would have been better. Even, uh, like, they didn't have to go completely natural. They come from, like, a fairy fantasy world. So, like, unnatural colors would be fine. But it's got to look like your own follicles can produce it, and it didn't. Yeah, the hair wasn't moving like yeah. normal hair. You, I mean, it was just obviously a wig, which kind of bothered me. But she I, was great. I love, Like I said, I loved yeah. their chemistry. I really enjoyed the, the scenes where they were together. She was fantastic. So Mara was probably my favorite character out of the whole uh, movie, and I think it's because her character was the most solidified. They knew from the beginning what they wanted out of her, and Amber Heard played it very well. Her character um could hold her own they showed the magic part mira it looked like we were watching avatar to me and i was like <laughs> they, they tell me that didn't, those water bending scenes didn't make you feel like feel like you were seeing something out of avatar it was very similar they used similar That's techniques than except what that came out of the her cartoon. abilities have been around longer than avatar has. sure but yeah. we haven't so. seen it on screen no but, so that's, but i'm not saying she st- they but stole the, it but, but I'm my saying, point is those what you can't say that they're pulling from nostalgia for something that they created first in the IP. They right? created those visual effects before. No, no, no. they created. Well, how else would you show her bending I don't water? No, but there's. I I mean, it just felt very much like something we'd I'd seen before. Okay, but I feel like that could be said anytime a superhero okay. flies, sure, or shoots laser beams, or any like number of things that lots of people do. I All mean, right. yeah, the Avatar live action film got made before the Aquaman film, but. Mira's been around a lot longer than Avatar. Has. I didn't say she had so. Been. Right. So my point is, is, I don't think they went and looked. We should do it like the Avatar movie. I don't think that was a conversation. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Well, nobody should do anything like the Avatar movie. <laughs> well, there's that ever. But the Avatar TV show, I I think is really good at watching how people could potentially manipulate the elements should they possess that power. So. If they did lift a few hand movements or whatever from the TV show, then, you know, more power to them. The TV show is incredibly visually stunning. So I I can't be mad about that. I just really like how uh, Meryl was a formidable martial artist as well as the Atlantean magician. She was smarter than Arthur Curry. You know, that's smarter than Orm. She yeah. was smarter than her father. Like, it, it's almost upsetting how dumb the dudes were compared to her but at the same time i am so used to seeing all the women in movies being dumb as shit i actually so. liked that they made arthur curry like not really that smart and yeah. that that was fine with me like you know when i talk about the ghostbusters movie i always go back to this but they made the they, they went the they, they made the women so smart and the men so dumb that it was mm-hmm. unbelievable but when, like this movie they the I mean, he seemed like he was average intelligence, which is fine. Right. Not every superhero has to be a, you know. He right. grew up in a lighthouse. In a humble, um, yeah. He was a, had a humble, you know, childhood. He, he focused more on his hand-to-hand skills with Volko, and clearly he wasn't popular at school. So there's a huge, there's a lot of explanation why book smarts wouldn't be his thing. And I think a superhero being average intelligence is is refreshing. It is. Because every... Like, you know, when he's talking about Captain America, he he's really strong and everything, but then also he's the best tactical mind in the entire Marvel Universe. And then, you know, everybody then again, has Black something. Black Widow's the best tech- yeah. tactical mind. It depends spy. on like, what, what They're all, like, or peak intelligence minus Thor, who... Yeah. But yeah. even he, you know, he's can figure stuff out. the strongest fighter yeah. and everything. I mean, I don't know. I, I thought it was refreshing yeah, that, that he I wasn't agree. the smartest guy all the time. I like seeing my heroes have flaws. I and acknowledge those flaws. He said he wasn't, you know, yeah. that smart. Not in those words, but no, he acknowledged multiple times that he was only good to punch things. Yeah, which I thought was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I liked all the creatures we got to see. I oh, thought the most, trench most was of them, great. Most of them were really cool. Um, I'm not super keen on the. The Isle Nublar that they find underwater, but no. uh, is that the one in the, the when the he's trying Earth's to get the trident? No. Okay. The the hidden the hidden sea. Yeah, you know it's it basically like it's like little Jurassic Park, and that but it, like, it doesn't mean anything. So I honestly didn't even register it. You know, it does not matter what inhabits that island as long as you have some place where Atlanta Atlanta is still there, and then you have the. 
I, for the love of God, do not remember. It's the Kaiju Kraken. And that thing was well rendered and frightening. And I, I really enjoyed See, that. I wasn't really, I don't know. I wasn't really that scared of it. It was fine. Oh, like, no. it was like, not like, I didn't the, think it was The that. horror aspect kind of just came out of nowhere. Like, it, it was drastically different. Well, I mean, James Wan has done horror movies mm -hmm. before, so I guess I expected a little more from that, but it was it was fine. It functioned for what it was. I didn't have a huge issue well, he, with it. It was just... He had to put it on a larger scale, right? Because you basically you basically have the Battle of the far, Five Armies, but yeah. underwater, right? So he's got to have, you know, the Brian people, and, you know, they all have... They all look like creatures, and they have to have the mermaid people, and then they had the trench, and, you know, so they had a lot of crazy creatures that don't actually exist, and then they had to have the real ones, like the sharks and the momosaur and, um... Whales, there were a the lot whales, of whales. Yeah, a lot of whales. Um, you know, and I thought they all looked really good. I thought that was fairly impressive. The battle sequence definitely looked better than I thought it was going to. Mm -hmm. Um, but... The battle was cool, yeah. It was, it was nice. Although I didn't really love the fight, the orm... Arthur fight. Hey, Which one? Already. The first one or the did second I say one? That? No, I'm talking about the on the boat. Yeah, you okay. said that. Already. I did say that. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was fine. It was just a little too like too cool for school. Like you know, when I was scared when they cast, we talked about this when they cast Jason Momoa as Aquaman that they were trying to go so far in the opposite direction. And I think for most of the movie, they did a good job not taking it that far. And making him so overly... Remember our first promo was him like drinking a beer and slamming it down on the ground yeah. while waves crashed behind him. And I was like, I really hope that they don't, you know, go that crazy. And for the most of the movie, they didn't. And, okay. But I think that last fight, they were like, every single move he made, he was posing. It was not like... I. Actual I took movements. it as it was supposed to be showing the power of the trident that you know he now was wielding. He was like untouchable, essentially. But know? all it really did was enhance... A, like he can now talk to more fish in a larger area. I it mean, didn't really he, like he performed significantly better in that fight. So I mean, I assumed it gave him better speed and strength. Maybe it even gave him better presence. I think it was a placebo fight, and just but, made him a I mean, made more confident. That and that then he also too, gave him better posing abilities. So the trident has big dick energy, not yes, Momoa. Exactly. Is that it? <laughs> because the whole point is, whoever has the trident is is the rightful heir, right? Yeah. And it's it has its own powers. I mean. Unless you think he sure, just the only found power that suit in like a no, no, drawer no. and decided to put it on. Like, well, he they had it. He was wearing it. The, yeah, the he guy took he it took it from. Oh, is that what he did? Yeah. yeah. It didn't like magically appear on him like a lantern suit or something when he picked up. Well, the that's trident. actually better than what I had in my head then. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I had the trident no, like generating like, that suit for him like a green When you're done with the boss battle, you loot the yeah, corpse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Come on, this is D and D one hundred and one. It's not an Elsa situation where her powers can you know build houses and create blizzards and then also make dresses <laughs> right see I, they didn't really like give a clear to, a clear example of what this trident did they did imply several times that it's you know the true you're the rightful heir and that's fine i, I can buy that but then like he it made him a better fighter or like it may like it's, it did seem to enhance his ability to communicate with fish which he already had Mm -hmm. so it didn't really give him a new power so if like orm went and picked this up does that mean that he can now talk to fish or he still can't because he couldn't do it before. I would imagine it would enhance whatever Atlantean traits he has. Right. Okay. That's that's how I took the trident. Just man bunniness and. <laughs> oh god, it wasn't really a man bun no, though, was it? It, it like, was like flat in the back yeah, and then they tied all, like, up underneath. Swooped up. Yeah, like, it was weird. It was a backwards duck bill. I didn't really love him in that role. Like, I did that, not, not like Patrick Wilson, and I usually love Patrick Wilson. Uh, I know he was hired because James Wan. Just loves him. He's in all the Conjuring I, I like films him in a lot and, of things, but yeah, he was great in Watchmen. Cool. Yeah, that's my favorite. I, I thought he got the job done. I mean, sure, his, his character is mainly to spout exposition through most of the film. Yeah, you know, he doesn't get to do so. A that's whole lot. my biggest nitpicky thing. There was so much explanation that had to be done because they forced a lot into this. Now, I'm happy that it didn't feel overstuffed. With information, but reflecting on it, I was sitting there and I was like, oh my god, they had to explain Atlanta, they had to explain Atlantis, they had to explain the king and the search for the trident, they had to explain the seven different factions of the fish people, and how uh, two of them are no more, and how one is just basic 
zombie underground or underwater monster. Faceless, and faceless uh, monsters, yeah. They you were always cool. have to have the faceless army. Yeah. <laughs> they were cool. That scene with all the red and... That was about as creepy as, it, as the movie yeah. got, yeah. But the attack on the boat and everything, that was a really cool shot. That just... When they're going down Yeah, they showed the that water. in the trailer. I kind of wish they hadn't showed that in the trailer. I agree. It's a really good shot, though. Mm-hmm. You know? It's really it's, cool. It's one of those things where, like, I guess... They probably threw it in the trailer because it's unique, right? There's not too many movies where you could even do a shot like that because it wouldn't make any sense. And so they're like, well, we're going to show them this cool thing we were able to do. But I still think it worked really well on the big screen. The trench was really cool. Yeah, I loved the trench. It's one of the few times where the faceless, nameless army works for me because, you know, we don't know as much about the ocean as we would like and we see schools of fish. So there's actual thought process to it. As opposed to Loki just has this numerous army for no reason. Yeah. I like the Brian, actually. I think the Brian were probably my favorite design. I thought they were just super cool. Well, they were neat because they were like, they used their shells as mech armor. Right. So that was fun. So you know, they had like giant spider crabs and they had catapults that were flipping the lava and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. That just, that just seemed really neat. I wasn't sure how they were going to pull off. And the fishermen people like. were very beautiful. They were. Like they were done in pretty blues and pinks and I would never greens. argue that the visuals were... Right. They were all spectacular. Yeah, I really enjoyed visually the movie. There's, it's mostly just the nitpicky stuff that I... Yeah. Like I said, I really enjoyed the movie. It sounds like I'm really shitting on it, but I actually <laughs> I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. It was fun. Where do you guys rank it in your, uh, in your DCEU ranking? I think that Wonder Woman is still the best film that they've produced. Um, I think Aquaman had less CGI problems than Wonder Woman, but yeah, especially in the final fight, for sure. But, I agree with that. The Aquaman, yeah. the Wonder Woman final fight was rough. Yeah. So for but, perspective, it's being reported. Now this is not confirmed by Warner Brothers yet, but it's being reported that it had a budget of two hundred million dollars, which is more than what Wonder Woman had for sure. It's more than what Wonder Woman had. It was only beaten by uh, by well, BVS BVS had two fifty. Yeah. Um, even though it doesn't necessarily show it at times. Uh, but 200 is pretty big. I mean, the Star Wars yeah, movies huge. get like 207. The Last Jedi, I think, got 207, right, for perspective on that. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman and Suicide Squad got 165. I would only place Wonder Woman ahead of it. It would be my second favorite out of all of this. Um, I don't think... Maybe Man of Steel is a better movie. I think Man of Steel has zero CGI issues. But I enjoy this one. Wonder Woman had an easier story considering most of it was set in 1941 and they didn't have to do CGI. Yeah, they didn't but need as much exposition. They didn't I, need... Yeah. This is not a statement on Henry Cavill, but I would watch Aquaman over Man of Steel any day, I think. Aquaman is just a more fun movie to watch. Man of Steel is a little heavy. It's, it's kind of a depressing movie. And yeah. Cavill, I think, is still a great Superman and a good Clark Kent, so it's nothing about him. Cavill's the best actor but... out of Gadot, Momoa, and Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> and I say this because Gadot plays Wonder Woman, doesn't really play anything else very well. <laughs> okay, Derek, where would you rank it in terms of... You know, not necessarily what you would of, watch of again, the DC but like year, in terms of of those six films. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd probably put it at number two behind Wonder Woman as well. I still think Wonder Woman is a better film overall, right? I think. I mean, the end battle in Wonder Woman has a lot of technical issues with it that I don't really like, and the villain is nowhere near as strong. But the movie itself, the story, the characters, I just think are are better written, better performed. I want to know who was the asshole that hired Remus Lupin to be a Greek god. Like I want to know. We'll never, we'll never know the answer to that. Even if we do, we'll never be able to do anything about it. Like so, that just doesn't really work. Whereas, like in this one, I I think Orem works. I mean, he may not be the most threatening ocean master in the world, but but, um, you know, I I felt like he fit the role that they had that they were trying to put into this universe. Manto was really good. The villains were good. I liked the villains. Oh, I think my favorite part about uh, Orm. I, I don't want to call him the Ocean Master. He wasn't the Ocean Master. He was for like 30 seconds. Oh. Uh, <laughs> once he saw his mom again, he stopped. Yeah. He did. I did like that. So many. But they didn't really get to like, you didn't get to really feel what that impact was. But. Because it wasn't given much time. Uh, well, because he agree. says earlier in the movie that he blames his brother for her death. Yeah. I agree that the emotional conclusion wasn't there. 
But the halt to it was his motivations changed once his mother appeared and hugged him. And that's not the same. So many of those last minute throwaways get put into films and then nothing changes. It doesn't matter. And so it kind of feels like a waste to shovel it all in. And I was going to be very disappointed. What's the point of keeping Atlanta alive if she doesn't have an emotional effect on Orm? Right. So I liked that at the very least. Yeah, that's, she had that's a really right. big, for me, I'm going to keep going to this nostalgia thing, but she, it felt like we were seeing a predator when <laughs> yeah. she went to, when yeah, we went, and they land on fair. Jurassic Park. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, she, it had like the same netting and like the big yeah. mask was very reminiscent of Predator. It looked like a Predator thing for me. I, and I'm not complaining about it. I thought it was cool, but it was definitely like, I immediately yeah. got Predator vibes. I mean, um, at the very least, all the stuff that she had appeared on the island, so it sure. looked like she could have easily yeah, put I'm it together. Yeah, I'm not saying it didn't like yeah. so make sense, but... It, like the netting and stuff, it's just that was something that the predator has always yeah. used. And it did look a little silly on top of her. Yeah, that Atlantic, was it was Atlantean outfit. It was still cool. I, I enjoyed that when she came back. I thought that was a neat scene. But yeah, and it, it was very predictable. It's like, clearly to try and get the audience not to think who it is. Right, right. Like that's the whole point. Otherwise, you just show her standing there. Yeah, you know. But um, no, it was it was fun. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's it's got you know a few issues here and there, but. Special effects I thought were really good. I was really happy with them. Atlantis looked fantastic. All the technology they used looked super good. The pra- the the physical stuff that they wore, the the armor, the weapons, all looked great. Aquaman's end suit was really great. It was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that was you, great looking. Could you imagine getting tasked with that? Because that was some team's job, right? Was to design and make that suit, and you were basically told, "Hey, we need you to make." The Super Friends Aquaman look cool. That's your job, you know. Like, I wish for the next somebody year, would tell me that, right? Like, and give me a year to work on it. Uh, and they pulled it off. That'd I think they, they I think they really did, did. Um, and it looked great, which is shocking. It never. First off, I mean, yes, they showed it in in the later trailer, so obviously we knew about it. But it never occurred to me before then that they would ever actually show a live action version. Maybe yeah. have it in a case somewhere in a scene that they walk by, right, as right. a nod. But to have him wear it, I never thought was going to happen. Let alone actually having it look. Let better. alone doing a scene where he's diving out of the water and posing <laughs> in front of the sunset or whatever. There's some fan service, you know. There's yeah, definitely clearly. some fan service, but I mean that's okay. You know, lots of franchises do fan service, and you know. But I'll tell you that it separated itself. It distanced itself from Justice League and the other DC. There's almost no references at all to what he did in the previous movie in Justice League. I was happy that Mira threw in the line that you have defeated Steppenwolf. That was pretty much it, though. That For was it. me, I needed that timeline. Like, did this come before or after? And I'm really glad it well, came after because... if you pay attention to the props, you know. Yeah. Come That's on. true. Because if it had come before, true. he would have had the, the actual trident, not the fork. No, you're right. Just saying. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, I, I get that. I understand that. And... and I kind of loved that they didn't, you know, co- constantly reference Superman or something, you know. There, there wasn't a need to, though. Like, the story is centralized. But they could have. That's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, they could have fan service the shit out of it. On it. And, I, well, but I, and I wouldn't have liked that very much. Yeah, I mean, there's also the, the rumors that they're trying to distance themselves from Batman and Superman as a studio anyway. Yeah. Right, regardless Which of this actually way, held so. up. Like, that rumor is held up, I think, by this movie. <sighs> I actually don't think this movie had anything to do with it because I don't think it would have mattered. There's nothing and to that's, do. That's possible. You know, like at this point, if, if you wanted to, sh- to put something in there, you're shoehorning it in on purpose. Whereas like Shazam's is going to be a little bit different because as a kid, he idolizes these heroes. Well, so, his friend does. Well, his friend's right. So he's got, you know, the Batarang and he's got the newspapers and, right. and all that type of stuff, right? So that makes sense that you have to question how to handle that. Aquaman... Yeah, you got the one throwaway line to let you know that they know who he is, and then you can move on from that. Um, so I don't think that that really gives us an answer on anything. So the after credit scene, can yes. somebody explain, was that supposed to be relevant in some way? I'm not an Aquaman fan, I, so I don't know who that other guy was. I don't was. know who Dr. Steven Shin is other than, you know, Randall Park, who is a great actor. Who's also an Ant-Man, right? And, yes. And uh, The Office. Yes. Oh, right. He's the FBI guy. And yeah. Asian Jim. So now he's also a Marvel and DC and Asian Jim. Good for him. I like him as he's an actor. He's fresh off the boat. Like, yeah, I don't know exactly. who he's supposed to be. Like, I feel like that was supposed to be something in that after That's credit scene. That's something that we should it. really look into, I guess, for later. But I imagine he's going to help 
uh, Black Manta get back on his feet for the sequel. And here's the thing. I really Maybe hope was more this to movie show. gets a sequel. Maybe it was more to show that Black Manta is still alive. Maybe that's yeah, what that scene was for. I'm reading too much into it. But I feel like this is like the first time we will have to Google it after credit scene well, and find out what the relevance see is. somebody like Randall Park in one of those TV news clips only and you're like why is that guy there he's got to be a much bigger thing because it's not like a bill o'reilly cameo right it's you know an actual actor so right he's got to have it's got to it's got to be he's got to be another character like yeah. another superhero or something that'd be cool yeah that it, would be really cool there's no way because they would uh, you know after credit scene is a huge thing for superhero movies. so he's actually a relatively new character so this is probably jeff john's doing he was created in the debut of New 52's Aquaman. Cool. So he's only been around since 2011. Okay. Uh, so he's a relatively new character. Uh, he is a marine biologist, um, and he's just he's very much into uh, Atlantean. Atlantean technology. The thing is, his comic book counterpart is a very different character, because in the comic books, he knows Arthur early on and actually helps train Arthur into being a better fighter and using his abilities and things like that. That's clearly a different version of this character right. that we're going to see here. He wasn't like a superhero or another... Not that I'm aware like, of. Okay. Not that I'm aware of. So he's like Alfred for Black Manta at this point. I mean, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is which is fine. Um, I have <laughs> I have zero doubt that this movie will not get a sequel. Uh, it's made a fortune internationally already. It's been shattering records. It'll um, probably get a sequel before the Flash movie comes out. Yeah. <laughs> It's out. Man of Steel 2. It'll probably get before Man of Steel 2. Well, actually, so there, well, I'm going to get back to that in just a second because there's a connection to, to this. But, uh, I mean, it's it's outperforming massive movies overseas. It, it broke the Civil War records in China um, and things of that nature for opening weekend. So it's doing very well. Um, if it does what it's tracking here in the United States, I mean, it'll get a sequel. There's, there's no doubt about it. Um, Good. I want it to. Part of the reason The Flash is taking so long is James Wan was offered The Flash yeah. first. Oh, really? And he decided to do Aquaman, Aquaman instead. instead. Yeah. Um, and so Flash I read that was article. I think that's the issue is that DC is just giving people the option to choose one or the other. I think I, that's good though because then you get a character that they they get the character of their preference and that's true. they get to, you know. I just feel like if The Rock had chosen Shazam over Black Adam. Shazam would have come out like a year ago. Probably. You're right. I don't think you're wrong on that. But like the Flash is a tough character. You know, one of the problems with Flash as a comic book character is that he's kind of infinitely powerful if well, you read the really roles, is. Right? I honestly don't think Ezra Miller works for the role. He works for so many things, but I just feel like Grant Gustin is Barry Allen to me and Ezra Miller is... John Wesley hmm. Shipp isn't Barry Allen to you? No. Oh. That's my Barry Allen. <laughs> and, and my Jay Garrick, apparently. Wow. And Wally West. Sh ship gets both of them. But. So, uh, you can say where this one ranks for you. Well, I think it's kind of obvious. I, no, I would put it. It's I not. would put uh, Man of Steel is still my favorite DC movie. And oh, Wonder yeah. Woman and then Aquaman. Interesting. Okay. Those are the, my top three. And I would rewatch Man of Steel before I rewatch Aquaman. Wow. Oh, yeah. But I don't know. I just really appreciate Henry Cavill in that role, and I and I appreciate so the action good. in that movie, oh the way it was God. filmed. I don't know. I still love Zack Snyder, and I know he doesn't do a lot of things well, but I think he did a lot well in Man of Steel. I'm a, I'm a Snyder fan. You know, Three Hundred Watchmen. Like I love his work, most of it. Anyway. Yeah, they're pretty fantastic. Um, but you know, yeah, Man of Steel. I mean, we were not going to review Man of Steel, but um, no. yeah. So we'll do that. Maybe some other time when we have less retro review new Man movies of Steel. to watch. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else, guys? No, no. We can pretty much cover. We everything. did the letter grades and the quick movie take, so you can check that out. And would you guys revise your letter grade at all? No. Having sat and thought about the movie and talked, no, I still I, think I still it's a B minus. Um, I'm I'm still happy with it. Yeah. I think I think I gave it a B plus. I, I think out of all the superhero um, movies this year, it was one of the more enjoyable to watch. It wasn't. I liked it. The yeah. soundtrack, the the score, not not the uh, not the soundtrack, okay. the score. That's the, one thing we the, did not the cover. The I, I really... end credit song well, that Skylar Gray yeah. did was really great. But... The end credits are beautiful, by the way. They are. The end yeah. credits are really beautiful. Yeah, um, they are. But the score is really great for somebody like me who just loves that style of music. It's the Daft Punk kind of techno electro style of music, and I love that. I really. It's do. not quite EDM. Not quite, yeah. but. Uh, 
I gotta be honest with you. I know what you're gonna talk about. I don't even remember it. <laughs> if you go to this movie, Pitbull did not cover Africa. Boo! This one song when they he, go to the Sahara, they have Pitbull covering Africa. Don't ruin a he movie didn't for other people. It. Ruin they it for everybody. That one part and it wasn't good. It was bad. Look, here's here's the thing. It was so not significant like that I derek honestly, didn't notice it but derek and i rachel and i both recognized it derek i did didn't, i was not happy yeah i didn't even notice it that doesn't make it not significant that means it wasn't significant to you but you're saying it's well you're saying it's only significant to you doesn't mean it's significant i'm saying to it's everybody. significant to two-thirds of the table and I, you're on the minority i just i really Always. thought that as a country we decided pitbull was no longer yes. a thing and, yes, and now he's not, a thing again no. and i'm not happy he's about not. it and he's not allowed to remake songs that we love or use them as it's, samples, whatever is, he did with yeah, it. Yeah, it is not... That's like, not okay. He, his part where he is Sampling. doing his rap thing, because that's not really rap either. I'm, like, I, I'm not just being a stereotypical white person here. Like, <laughs> no, that's I, not rap music. Sampling's nothing new. Lots lots of R&B stars use sampling. Absolutely. Not a lot of them pick songs that are so important in the lifeblood of a culture. I mean... Uh, remember when Vanilla Ice did it? Yeah. No, he he still claims he hasn't done it. So <laughs> yeah, he got sued and lost. So yeah, but he's sticking to it. He's got his story. Um, all right, so we're gonna wrap up then. So just a reminder, we're off next week. We'll be back in 2019, starting on Fridays, uh, January 11th. Will be our first episode back in the studio. So please uh, make sure to subscribe to the show and all that good jazz and of course you can always check us out live on twitch every tuesday night at 8 p.m central standard time yeah twitch.tv slash heroes podcasts you can chat with us this is i think the only episode we did in all of 2018 that wasn't live if Mm -hmm. i remember correctly so uh we're gonna you know sign off then for 2018 happy new year everybody find us uh screen heroes and the heroes podcast network at heroes podcasts on facebook Instagram and Twitch uh, at Screen Heroes Pod on Twitter or HeroesPodcast.com. We're on Apple Podcasts and all that jazz. God, that's so much stuff. It is. It is. Ryan, where can people find you? On the internet. Buster Props. Yep. Ray. I am Siren Ray. And I am the Star Trek dude. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Happy New Year. Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.